Yo, yo, yo. How y'all doing? It's officially the first episode of the Inside Man podcast. This is the Inside Man talking to you. And no, the fuck I'm not talking about Disney Watch. <clears throat> it's the real Inside Man. Uh, like I said, the first episode will be about uh, the Inside Man CD or how I came up with the title for it and just what drove me to do the RBCD because... I'm a fucking hardcore rapper if you didn't know. I got a motherfucking bar and I've been having these hoes forever and ever. But uh somewhere down the line I started singing. And uh I guess it was about two thousand and shit, let me see. Eight? I don't know. Ever since I got my own studio equipment in my house. I had just started playing around with R&B songs because I always been singing hooks and shit like this. So um, <clears throat> I had just recorded some R&B tracks or whatever, but I would never put them out. I would just record them and listen to them myself. Like I'm not gonna say I was ashamed of them, but I just knew at this time she was so hard for rappers in Jackson, and because I was a quote-unquote hardcore rapper, <clears throat> which I wasn't. I'm like. But, you know, I just felt like, you know, maybe these songs are just, I think they're kind of ahead of their time. This before Inside Man, it's just when I was playing around. Then I heard, <clears throat> I heard, I always wanted to use the the Roger and Zapp effect, the, uh, whatever it's called, the voice box or whatever. The auto-tune, the real auto-tune or just the real instrument, I always wanted to use it because I don't really like my voice, so... <clears throat> Uh, as you can see, I keep clearing my throat. I guess I think I sound funny. Whatever. But I always want to use the box or whatever. So once I heard uh, I'm Sprung or whatever the first song T-Pain put out, I was like, oh, shit. This shit must be, you know, this must not be limited to uh, Roger's up. So I, oh, Roger, perfectly. Uh, so that means I can get my hand on whatever it is T-Pain using. Or at least I'm a track. At this time, I'm on the internet all the time trying to find whatever I think I need. So I found auto-tune. Luckily, I found a crack version of this shit, put it on my computer, and I figured this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Well, it took me a while, but I figured this shit out. So now I'm recording with what I think are better songs because at this time, I'm a... Um, the song sound better with the auto-tune. Like, I put out a song without the auto-tune, with R&B song, and, you know, if Savvy will tell you that... He he sampled the song, or he rapped on the song way back in the day too. So I guess that song was an okay song too with my regular voice. But anyway, when I got the auto tune, I just started recording a whole lot of songs, and, and I guess for the most part, I ain't really have a lot of inspiration. Like I was just singing about love, and you know, like just shit, just regular love. I mean, I don't know what the fuck to really call it, but it was just the songs that it wasn't a lot of. Uh, and I'm not even gonna say it wasn't even a lot of meaning or passion behind the song because it probably was. I just don't remember those songs. But once I kind of fell back into love, that's when like a lot of those Inside Man songs came out or came about. That's when I recorded a lot of those songs, like the good ones, the bad ones. A lot of bad moments inspired some of those songs, even the good ones. But that's definitely when the Inside Man was born, and that's definitely. Uh, I'm not going to say I was even comfortable putting the songs I did because I had the album done and a few of my people had heard it and they was like, I can't wait to everybody else hear this shit, but I really had no plans of putting it out. 
until just, I guess, a certain amount of people had heard. And it was like, nigga, if you don't hear, you don't put this shit out. If you don't put, you know, like, a lot of times I be having a lot of shit that I can do or that I've done. And I don't be want to, I don't push the button on it. So it takes somebody else to put a little pressure on me. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time, but most of the time. Sometimes I get comfortable, I guess that's the right word to use. I get I had got comfortable with the music even though I was still making you know music for the inside man or just music like the inside man music but the album was pretty much done so um like I said during this time I'm in love I'm always in love if you didn't know that but uh I'm in a here uh, uh relationship four to five six years maybe I don't know but you know like our relationship, this shit starts off like motherfucking, um, uh, I don't know, shit sweet, like, like I, I'll tell everybody else, it always start off good, so, you know, uh, which is another, t- just sparked another topic, because it always starts off good, but I'm gonna come back to that, it always starts off good, but come down the line, like, I, I like, to t- I tend to say to women that I have a four or five year curse, because, Maybe I get comfortable again And maybe I need the pressure put on me Whatever it is Or maybe You know These people aren't the right people for me I don't have a fucking clue But Four or five years into this shit You know I suspect that My then girlfriend My ex-girlfriend Is cheating I pretty much know Because my good Doesn't lie I You know Accuse her of cheating A couple times I really can't seem to Get up out of her She just You know and I get and, and me being me, I just need proof. Even though the proof is in my face, I just need hardcore proof, whatever. But a lot of those songs um, were inspired by her. You know, a lot of people know that. A lot of people think that I love her more than anything in the world because of those songs. And I do love her deeply. But you know, hey, it is what it is. But what sparked me to think about, you know, talking about the inside man, first of all on the podcast was I was just thinking about what fucking kind of headspace do you gotta be in to write a song called Pole in My Pants I don't know I don't think you know I I, I definitely don't really know because I can't just think that far back but I had to be in a motherfucking this was after me and her had broken up so I don't, you know, like traditionally guys after break up, we kind of go into quote unquote savage mode. So now I'm just like, you know, this bitch ain't want to give me no pussy in our relationship. So I thought I had lost the juice. I think once you got the juice, you just, you got the juice forever. You know what I'm saying? But she had me thinking I'd have lost the juice. But as soon as we break up, the juice get the flowing. I get the motherfucking, um, you know, doing my thing with a few people. Not to be bragged on my whole activity, but I was though. But I had to be in the headspace where I just felt like my dick was gold, maybe even platinum. To name that motherfucking pole in my pants, because my, in my opinion, this is just probably too much for the record. But my dick isn't that big. But you know, why not name the song "Pole in My Pants" and why not? I obviously felt like my dick was that motherfucking big. So that's what I'm saying. Like I had to be in a weird ass phenomenal ass headspace but that's what sparked me i'm just thinking like damn what was i thinking about to do that because what spark, like did to even come up with dancing like what was what was going on in my life at this time but i know it was all it was like the the uh 
the effect of all of the hurtful songs on the inside man. Like I said though, uh, she inspired most of those songs on the inside man. You know that I've never really talked talked about or you know explained what they were about. But at this time, I guess I can't elaborate on a few of them um, because, like I said, I was when I write these songs or when I sing these songs that on the inside man, I'm feeling like. For one, a few, a few of those songs, I, I, if not just, it may be just one, but I know I cried at the end of the song, and I'm like, bro, uh, this shit too real to be putting like this shit. Music is for me, like my journal. So this shit really was just for me. So even though more people related to it than I thought. Anyway, I, I wasn't gonna put this shit out because. Don't nobody need to hear this hardcore-ass rapper crying on the end of these songs, uh, singing no love songs to no bitch. I mean, excuse my language. Damn, I got to stop this shit. Singing no love songs to a woman that obviously everybody else knew. I'm not going to say she was a hoe, but I'm a, what I will say is when your girl is cheating on you, somebody else knows. A, a lot of somebody's know because after I find out that we call this shit off, now everybody want to tell me, which I understand. When you, uh, there's, it's not, it's not a part of the game to just, you know, run and tell your people that your girl out here. You know, I understand. I feel, I feel it, hundred percent. You know, just you figure that when you figure that. But um, people knew, so I'm like, damn, I don't really, you know, do I seem vulnerable singing these songs? You know, these love songs to this girl, but I really didn't give a fuck. I just didn't want to put it out because I really didn't know how to put it out. And I was in the group, so it was like, damn, am I selfish for putting out uh, R&B CD? And by the way, she had heard some of these songs, the better songs uh, at this time, you know, like, she hadn't heard any of the songs prior to our breakup because she refused to listen to the music. But before then, she had heard a lot of these songs that she inspired, and uh, she always would tell me that I need to go solo. Just, you know, the rapping shit was cool, but the singing was what was going to get me, you know, more attention. And her mother told me the same thing. And, of course, I didn't listen because I was so loyal to my group, man. And I wasn't disloyal when I did the CD, but that's just how I felt. Like, I ain't going to do no solo project because we got some shit going on, so I'm just going to stick with the group. But, anyway, group fell apart. So, it's now never. Like, I might as well put this shit out. I run into my big dog, uh, E, Eddie Wright. You know what I'm saying? He hear the music. He like, nigga, just let me touch this shit, and we finna put this shit out. And he definitely helped me a whole bunch. Shout out to my nigga E. He, we touched up some records. We added some shit. We took away some shit. We, you know, we did a lot of shit with the, on the record to make it what it was when you heard it. Because I probably had it. I know I wouldn't have had it the exact same way. So much love to my nigga E for helping me out and making it, making me turn that into a real project. Uh, featured on the project, mix of the project, everything. You know what I'm saying? He did a lot for me on that project. We worked real hard on that project. It's probably the hardest project or, excuse me, the project I worked the most on or whatever. Um, but like I said, some of these songs, man, I don't know which songs you would care for me to elaborate on, you know, after the podcast is over, after you go and listen to this or whatever, you can, you know what I'm saying, I don't know how you come in because this is my first one, so I don't know how, you know what I'm saying, you can tell me which songs you would rather me elaborate on as I elaborate on these for you. But you can some kind of way get in contact with me via Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Just hit me up and let me know if there is a song that you would rather me elaborate on. But um, a few of the songs that were sung by 
heartbroken artist would be um let's see or not even not even all I don't want heartbroken just songs but because all those songs weren't about her it was some songs on there about some other women too but you know I don't know if I need to just go into details about that but yeah brown eyed girl was definitely about her you know um, it's just like I don't even know how I fucking made that fucking beat because those are two that's two samples meshed into one beat. Like, that's an Isaac Brothers sample, then that's another sample. I can't even remember where I got it from, but they went together in that beat, and the sample is saying, foolish little girl, because I felt like the type of person I am or the type of man I am, if I'm allowed to say that. But I I, uh, I love a lot, like, you know, regardless of your mistakes or your flaws, like, I, I continue to love because I would want somebody to love me the same way. Like, I'm always trying to explain unconditional love like I fucking get it and I might not even get it but that's how I felt on this song like I know that she's the sweetest woman on earth or at that time I think that she's the sweetest woman on earth but she just won't allow me to see how sweet she is because she's so hard or so you know she's been through so much so she doesn't want to show me that she could just be sweet she has to be hard because I guess like all other niggas or any other nigga, I'm going to fuck over her in the end. So she can't allow that. And I understand that. I understand you trying to just keep your wild up. And in the long run, though, that shit will hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Even more. Because if you're not going to show your all to somebody you want you want all from, then, I mean, it's not going to work. She would always say that love is not 50-50. Like somebody's going to love somebody more. And you know, with saying that, I should understand that she didn't. She didn't get it because if in in a situation you in with somebody, and you feel like you love them more, or they love you more, and y'all can't meet somewhere in the, you know in the middle where we love each other the same, then it's not. It doesn't make any sense, you know, at all to me. But she definitely inspired that record, like I said. Be soft, just basically being a woman, like. I mean, because as humans, we're soft. Like, sometimes men want to be too hard for their woman. Like, they don't want to just, you know, they're afraid to show. Like I said, I was afraid to put out these songs because, not because of women, because of basically men. Like, what are, what are people going to think about me singing these soft-ass songs about being in love, about being hurt, or uh, really basically key sweat big into a hoe, or to a, damn, to a woman. But it finally came out. And, uh so special of course is about her like I don't think uh, it gets any clearer I don't think I even have to elaborate on that record like this is after finding out about her cheating and you know doing her thing and who she was doing it with whatever I, you know to me you know I just feel like you know women women don't always let there be a deal breaker but for me I understand it's like the last blow and but my thing was, you know, even though she probably never heard this song in her life, so she'll tell me. Uh, my thing was to let her know that, like, you still special to me, even though you did whatever you did. We can get past it, but we got to work together. Like, I can't get past it by myself. We got to get past it together because mentally, I don't think women know what that does to me. And it might just did it. It might just happen to me like it might not happen to all other men like that like I don't know how other men feel when they women cheat on me I mean cheat on them but me it didn't feel good at all and it's like mentally draining so I had to get myself back together 
And maybe that's why me and her couldn't be together because I had to get myself together. But um, so progressive was definitely about her, about, uh, you know, trying to be with a woman after she cheated, you know, and being disrespectful. But it didn't work out, but that was that song was about. Uh, what's another song? Oh, uh, shit. My wallet was definitely about her. My wallet was about... I made it about a lot of those songs on the CD. Some of those songs, really, I made. Uh, I reversed the roles where it would seem like it was me. I probably confused a lot of people because it wasn't just straight out the woman is cheating. Or the one. I made a lot of those songs seem like I was cheating. Um, my wallet was about her, but from uh, but about me, but from my perspective of what she was doing because she'd have old pictures of niggas she used to deal with in the cl- in her closet put up and it's just like, throw that shit in the fucking garbage. You know, like, that's how I felt. But, I mean, y'all understand we all have, like, I, I, I still love her, but I don't have no pictures of her in my wallet. You know, and no other woman that I've been dealing with are, is in my wallet, my phone. Like, it's over with. But, she wouldn't, she didn't understand me telling her that, you know, that she's old and you got it in our house. Like, why the fuck do you have a picture of you and your ex-boyfriend in our fucking house? Throw that shit in the garbage can. And I'm not playing, but, you know, women gonna do what they wanna do, you know. So, my wallet was pretty much her situation from my perspective with me having a a woman's picture in my wallet, even though I have a new woman. Like, does that make any sense? Maybe you'll understand it more from my perspective because I'm totally in the wrong way having this girl's picture still in my wallet. Like, she means that much to me why I can't throw it in the garbage. So, I can't trash the shit. But, like I said, of course, she's probably never heard that song. And, and people probably li- didn't listen to it with that in mind. I don't know how, how people listen to the song, but that's what it meant for me. Like I said, it was her situation, my perspective, because I don't have any pictures of any of you hoes in my wallet. So, don't think y'all this bitch. No, I'm just playing, but I don't. And, and, I, and if, whenever I'm in a relationship, that's not how I'm rocking. I might talk to you a few times. I might see you somewhere, but I'm not keeping you around in my wallet. I'm not framing pictures and keeping them in the house with me and my new girl. That's not how this shit works. Once it's over, it's over. I mean, you don't understand it until it's over, but that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, Push was the record I cried at the end. It was the last song on the CD. That was a real... I just loaded that beat up and just start singing. Like, it, it sounds like freestyle singing if you ever just listen to it. You know, like, I really was, I just let whatever was on my mind, on my heart out. And, of course, that was about her. If you don't know, you know, if you don't know me, you don't know. You don't know me if you don't know that was about her, but that song was definitely about her. Just, I don't know, man. I just was trying to fix it because, you know, that's what I do. I, I try to fix a lot of shit that, Sometimes can't be repaired, but I definitely was trying to fix it through song, through however I could reach her just to make her know that I was for real. Like, if I got to put this all out there for you to know that I'm for real, then here. But, you know, like I said, she never heard this shit, so she'll tell me so. But that song was definitely a freestyle. Everything was a freestyle. I ain't writing this shit down, but that song was definitely a freestyle. Just um, basically begging my woman to. You know, despite her wrongdoings, you know, fuck it, we can get over that shit. 
if she willing to. But one thing I can say, man, you don't want to, um, like I said, I don't know how nobody else feels after they woman cheat. I don't know how women feel after they man cheat, but, you know, I think after the altercation, after it, it kind of simmer down, you don't want to make your mate feel like second. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to make them feel bad. Uh, you kind of want to keep shit as smooth as possible if they take you back. But in her defense, she, she just was still doing shit that I felt like still disrespectful and still too free. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I can't stop you from being a woman or doing what you want to do just like you can't stop me from being a man. But you can't be fresh. You can't you can't really play around with fresh wounds. That's how I feel. Like, if this shit fresh, you kind of, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say now. But you can't, you can't be doing the same shit you was doing, you know, right after you just got caught doing the shit. But anyway, uh, what's another fucking song? See, I had 19 songs on there. Like, I only think about four. Oh, shit, shit, shit. This comeback on there. Uh, uh, this is really pitiful that I don't know what the fuck the name of my songs are right now. This is really bad. But I'm going to go to... Uh, I want to find it right quick so I can at least go over some other songs. Uh, let's see. Uh, all she want to do is go to the club. That was really just... I was just sick and tired of bitches in the club. I was fed up like, God damn. All you hoes want to do is go to the club. They really want to buy nobody. They definitely want to buy her because they, uh, she just want a club head like that, but... That one about Baby Please, you know, one and two was again me begging like I had cheated or I had, it, but I had so, you know, that was just from my my situation I was in from uh, my perspective. Um, comeback was definitely about a childhood friend of mine, which is a woman who I had, um, I'm not gonna say I'm in love with, but I've been loving since uh, probably middle school. You know, still love to this day. She's a great friend of mine, even though we don't talk because of probably love. We don't talk because of love, but for whatever reason, I still love her. But that song was definitely about her. It might have been disrespectful. Who gives a fuck? Uh, whatever you want was about my ex-girlfriend. I sung that to her at Dreams. I don't even think she fucking... I, don't, I forgot what she said about that shit, but that was funny. Uh... Curse featuring Trick, it was just nasty. That was not, that was about nobody. That was about one of you niggas' bitches. Uh, one of you bitches now they can, you know, uh, get some dick. Uh, your girlfriend was, nah, that wasn't, that was just a song. Dr. Look featuring, which was even probably more disrespectful, even though I was out of my relationship, featuring my now girlfriend, uh, I don't know if y'all knew that. I should have some credit. But anyway, uh, I Know What You Want. That's the song I was talking about that I, I uh, sung with that auto-tune and I put out that Savage had stole back in the day. I'm about to sue his ass. So anybody that's listening that know my dog Savage, let him know he will be receiving some paperwork real soon for sampling my song and singing on it. He said, Hershey Black recorded, so let both of them know I'm suing their ass ASAP. Uh, Intruder was... Um, I don't really think that was a real situation, but 
just being in situations with dealing with women that have men, I always thought that I could get caught. So intruder was kind of just something that I put myself in that position, but it never, it's never happened. But I just always thought like, damn, what the fuck would happen if I was at this nigga's house, which was not gonna happen anyway. <laughs> Excuse me, because I'm not coming to your house later. If your man live there, but some of you bitches will bamboozle a nigga and have a nigga at your crib and won't tell a nigga that another nigga lives there. But anyway, it ended with my girlfriend and me there. So again, I'm singing this if I'm cheating and my girlfriend, but that's not the case, not in this situation. Um, I hate you was I can't even say that was about her. This was about all of them. Sometimes like when you be trying so hard, a bitch gonna make you hate her. I don't give a damn, and not even really hate her but you know you trying so hard to be in love with somebody or just love somebody regardless of what they do and they still don't want to act right they still don't want to give you no love yeah bitch i hate your motherfucking ass or uh, nigga i hate your motherfucker. that's just how this shit go and that featured my dog coke boom my head he did an awesome job on that so you know i'm rocking with him a thousand percent uh on my mind um that was just a song that was just a song that wasn't about nobody in particular i was just singing you know, sometimes I do just load up beats to sing, but that's pretty much it. I already went over so special. My wallet pushed. Uh, my heart was uh, pretty much it. The intro pretty much is the same thing I'm telling you now. What I was telling you, I was going to talk about just the shit that men think about, you know, that well, uh, that I thought about. And I didn't didn't really know that other men thought about it until I put the CD out. But it definitely was relatable. A lot of men liked it. And it wasn't just, you know, I think it would be kind of semi-homo if they just liked it because of pulled my pants. So I know that's not the issue. Um, so I know they related to something else. Like, I just, like I said, if if you, if I've dated or had sexual encounters with a woman that has a man, whether they find out about it or not, it's a lot of niggas out here getting cheated on. So, uh, you're going to find out one day. You know what I'm saying? You're going to find out about some nigga, whether it be me or somebody else. And that shit, you know what I'm saying? Whether you want to listen to the type of music or not, but I know it was different and relatable because too many niggas like this city, you know? But, uh, yeah, like I said, the intro was just basically saying what I'm telling you now. I was um, doing these songs. I was in a fucked up space. But after releasing the project, I was in full savage mode on you hoes. I was... Uh, walking around like my dick was gold uh, or platinum, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you know. I, I, shit, I think it had the gold. I had the gold rapper on something. That's what I'm saying. That was, I was, I, I heard feeling the gold rapper. Come on, man. Pulling my pants, the gold rapper. Like, I just really put my dick on a motherfucking, um, on, on a fishing pole, on a hook, and lobbed this bitch in the Atlantic, in the ocean somewhere, just like here. I really was a whore. Well, I can never be a whore because I love too much, so I was definitely not a whore, but I really was in a different kind of mode. And there's gonna be another topic I'm gonna elaborate on. That'll be another episode, as a matter of fact, where I think uh, the the cycle of men being cheated on, or maybe if she doesn't even cheat, maybe it's just something she does, which in, in most cases only cheating that could just make a nigga just feel like god damn you know just fuck up a nigga mental space 
So I'm, I'm, I definitely want to talk about that because I've been there and I know I'm not the only person to have been in that situation with the only male. And, you know, and then we also get into how women feel when that man cheat because I know it don't feel good when y'all get cheated on either, but it happens just like it happens to us. So we're going to talk about all that. I think I rambled for too fucking long. I hope somebody listens to it all 28 or 29 minutes of this podcast. This is my first episode talking about the inside man. I will work on visuals so y'all can look at my handsome face when I am talking because I know you ladies would like to lick your phone screens or lick your computer screens while you're looking at me and all that other good shit. And I like to hear myself talk as well as I think all of us do. So, you know, if there's anything you would like for me to talk about or touch on, I will be talking about it on the Inside Man podcast. I am officially... Hollywood look, you can really scratch that Hollywood shit because I am not Hollywood at all, but we're gonna call myself, we're gonna still call myself that. I am Hollywood look, the gold rapper, the inside man, signing out. Bow.